he was very involved in the campus ministry at State College Chinese Alliance Church, serving primarily Chinese-speaking students at Penn State. Um, Pastor Johnson and his wife have a passion and burden for overseas Chinese students and young adults. They hope that this generation will see Newtown as their home, where they can grow and build community for each other in Christ. Um, on a personal note, over the past few years, I've had uh, many opportunities to engage in a lot of wonderful conversations uh, with Pastor Johnson, either over coffee or over the phone, uh, even though we attend different services. Um, so I'm confident to know, uh, to let you know that if you want to get to know him, um, he would love to connect with you as well. But for now, would you join me in giving him a warm English service welcome as he speaks with us first time today. Thank you, thank you, team. Good morning, everyone. Um, it's very exciting to worship the Lord with you all. Um, I'm very thankful, but I'm at the same time very nervous for two things. First, <laughs> it's my first time preaching in English congregation, so and it has been a long time since I preached in English last time in the seminary, <laughs> two years ago. So let's pray that God's words will be preached faithfully. Um, there's bear with my English. <laughs> And second, guess what? This is the last Sunday of 2019. Ooh, that's what I'm here. That's what I'm waiting for. So I'm not sure if you hear that it's the last week of 2019. What your response will be? Um, are you excited? Think about that. Are you excited? Are you thankful? Are you kind of surprised? This is the last week of 2019, or are you shocked? Oh, it's the last Sunday of 2019. Or are you sad? Or are you kind of lost? Are you kind of disappointed? Time flies or anything else. So it's a very special Sunday, um, the last week of 2019. And oftentimes, I think when it comes to the end of the year, um, I always would like to look back and spend some time reflecting what God has done through the year and what he has done through me. And also practically, I would like to see how God answered or maybe not answered my prayers or my need of this year. Um, like the scripture readings we have read today, we oftentimes bring all kinds of needs before the Lord as those friends and bring um, the paralytic man before Jesus. We bring all kinds of needs to the Lord. Our needs of family, our needs of work, our needs of school, our needs of finance, our needs of church. And even like today's scripture, maybe you have been bringing your needs of physical healings to the Lord. We bring all kinds of needs and all kinds of what we want and prayer to the Lord. Those are great. Those needs, God listens to our prayer. Um, God wants us to bring all kinds of needs before him. But as the scripture reading that we read today, he also knows one thing. There is a deeper and a more important need for every person in this room. That is, our sins are forgiven. How precious it is that we can bring all kinds of needs to Jesus. We can bring all kinds of what we want to Jesus. As we look back um, in the last year, uh, last week of 2019, let's think about that. 
how God answered or not answered our prayers in this year. But let us know there is always a deeper and a more important need for every person. That is, our sins are forgiven. As this is the last week of 2019, I just want to invite all of us and to remind all of us that the essence of the gospel is the forgiveness of sins. How precious it is that as in the last week of 2019, we can think about this. We can all be thankful that our sins are forgiven over spiritual, over physical healings, over our material blessings. So let's look at the uh, scripture. I'm not sure if we have PowerPoint put up. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I do make some PowerPoint, but yay! So, <laughs> so as we can see, there are some striking contrasts between what Jesus says, what Jesus does, and how the paralytic man and his friends, and even the teacher of the law respond in this message, passage. There are striking contrasts between their, Jesus' response and their response and what they want. The first contrary is that there was no room left, not even outside the door. Imagine that, how crowded it, it would be. And then the four friends carry a paralytic man. They made an open in the roof above Jesus. So imagine that some, we are having a meeting and someone just opened the roof right now. Mm, yeah, so it's a contract. It's a striking contract. There was no room left, not even the outside the door. But someone, a friend, bring, uh, four friends bring a paralytic man and open the roof above Jesus. It's a striking contrast. The next contract is we see a group of highly energetic and active group of friends. They are highly energetic. They are active. They are even creative. How would you ever think of open the roof for someone to lower that person down? They are very creative. They are very energetic. They are active. And we see a paralyzed man who cannot even move. Um, so we see how paralyzed, how paralyzed man needs, how, how the paralyzed man is paralyzed. And he needs to completely rely on his friends and how paralyzed he was. At the same time, we see how determined, how creative, how desperate those friends are to bring their friend to Jesus. There is a big contract. There is a striking contract. The third one, we come to um, the climax of the events. When Jesus, when they finally come to Jesus at the climax of the event, what did Jesus see them? Jesus saw their faith. Jesus saw their faith, and when we see Jesus see someone's faith, the next time we want to hear is that you are healed. No, it's not what Jesus said. At the climax of the event, Jesus saw their faith and he said, Son, your sins are forgiven. Think about that. I think, I think everything just stopped for an awkward moment at that time. When Jesus said, Son, son your sins are forgiven. If I were someone in the crowd, I would think, Hello, excuse me, Jesus. We came all the way use all kind of creativity, determinations, whatever we can do to see you. And you even see our faith. You see our faith to, to approach you, to come before you. But your answer is, our sins are forgiven? Hmm, 
I'm not sure if I were one of them, I would kind of like wave to Jesus, say, hello, Jesus, you know what we are asking, right? That's, we need to see our friend healed. But no, Jesus said, son, your sins are forgiven. Maybe that's not what we are asking or what we have been asking. And when I think of this scripture, I think sometimes isn't that sometimes us. We bring all kinds of needs before Jesus with whatever we can do, with whatever determination that we can use, creativity we can use. But Jesus answered our prayer in a very, very different way, but in a more, in a deeper and a profound way that we need. So why? Why does Jesus did not just, of course, Jesus eventually healed the paralytic man, but Jesus wanted them to know there is a more important and a deeper need for all of us than spiritual, uh, than physical healing. That is, Jesus wants us to see a deeper and a more important need for all of us. That is, our sins are forgiven. So, so, so such contract between Jesus said and what Jesus done continued. Teachers of the law continue to, to say in their heart. So Jesus, when Jesus did this, not, they did not even see that Jesus healed the paralytic, paralytic man. The teacher of the law saw in their hearts his blaspheming. And Jesus exposed their heart by his word and say, why are you thinking such thing? So Jesus exposed their hearts and said, why are you thinking um, these things? And the, and next, it's a contract suit. Then Jesus asked them, which one is easier to save your sins, to say your sins are forgiven, or get up, take your mat, and walk? Which one is easier? Let me ask you, which one is easier, you think? Mm-mm, mm-mm. So let me tell you the answer. Both are very difficult. <laughs> For Jewish people, forgiveness of sin, it's impossible. <laughs> unless you are God yourself. So that's why the teachers of the law, of the law says in their heart, he's blaspheming. So the contrast is, for Jewish people, teachers of the law, sins are forgiven. It's not easy at all, because that only means one thing, that Jesus is God. Given the Jewish upbringing, it's not even slightly easy, unless you are claiming that you are God himself. On the other hand, for Gentiles, Take up, mat, take up your mat and walk. It's not easy at all because you have to see it. Jesus said to show it. Gentiles do not know God, so maybe they don't care about sins, but they want to see the result of the healing. So when Jesus asked them which one is easier, both are not easy. Both are very difficult, but Jesus did both. Here is a striking contrast. In fact, both are not easy at all, but Jesus did both. Yet Jesus emphasized first is that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. And then he says, get up, take your mat, and go home. So let's read um, the um, PowerPoint, the blue PowerPoint, the, the words together, okay? The Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. And he says, get up, take up your mat, and go home. So, which one is easier? Both are difficult, but Jesus did both. So what does it mean to us? What does the passage mean to us? Let's think about 
um, those questions in this story do identify more with the paralytic, his friends, or the teachers of the law. What did you hear Jesus say and do? Let's pause and think about that. What does it mean to us? In this story, do you think you are more identified with the paralytic? Or you're more identified with his friends? Or you are more identified with the teachers? Whoever you identify with, there is always one need for all three kinds of people. The paralytic. I'm thinking before we know God, we are all like paralytic. We are all spiritually paralyzed. As Romans 3, uh, 6, 23 says, the wages of sin is death. Death means that we have no response to God's love. It's not physically means we are not breathing. It means that we are not responding to the Lord like a paralytic man in the story. Sometimes we are like paralytic men in the story. We are not responding to God. When his friend bring, when his friend bring him before Jesus, the only thing that he can do is to receive Jesus' word by faith that his sins are forgiven. But there is a, there is a deeper and a more important need for the paralytic in his life. That is, your sins are forgiven. Or you are like your friends, that you more identify with those friends. You think of hundreds of ways to bring someone that you care before Jesus, and I guess, or you are asking is to have your friend healed, or, or you're asking is to have your friend's prayer answered. Um, we all sometimes are like this kind of friends. We bring our friends desperately before Jesus. All we need is, all we need is to have our answer prayer. But do you hear Jesus said your sins are forgiven? Do you pray for others' salvation if you are like the friends? Or if you are like the teachers of the law, thinking what in the world is Jesus talking about, sins are forgiven? Is that even possible? Those teachers of law are skeptical and doubting. He's blaspheming. But they hear Jesus said the deeper needs in their heart. That is, your sins are forgiven. Dear brothers and sisters and friends, whether you identify yourself as paralytic, as friends, or teachers of the law, do hear the same assurance at the end of 2019. Through faith, your sins are forgiven, and we need faith to receive such assurance. Do you hear Jesus says, your sins are forgiven through your faith, and we need that faith to receive such assurance. When I look back this year, I can't help but think of sometimes how sometimes I'm like a paralytic. I'm blind to certain things. I'm paralyzed in certain ways. I'm not responding to God's words and love. There is just one thing that bothers me so much this year. <laughs> I won't share, but <laughs> it's, it just bothers me so much in this year. Sometimes because of this thing, I feel that sometimes I'm very blind to, I'm very blind to God's words. When I'm doing my devotion, when I'm having quiet time with the Lord, that thing just keeps bothering me, bothering me. I'm not receiving God's words and love. I'm like that paralytic man. I need a friend. I need friends. I need my wife. When your wife speaks, you should take it as the word from God. <laughs> and <laughs> I need friends. Um, need my wife. 
um, and make community to bring me back to Jesus. Sometimes I like, I'm like those friends. When I um, look at, back at uh, 2019, I need to see my friend healed. I need, to, I need to see them blessed. But I forgot to pray for their salvation. And I forgot to pray for their relationship with the Lord. And sometimes I'm like um, the paralytic. I'm like the teachers of the law, very skeptical and doubting of what Jesus might do in my life. But how I forgot those doubtings and those skeptical will hinder my relationship with the Lord. All I need is the forgiveness of sins. So there are three applications that we can we can um, we can learn from this lesson. The first one is. Regardless of who you identify with, or when you look back at your 2019, how God answered or God not answered your prayer, we all come to a conclusion and we all hear the same assurance, that is, our sins are forgiven. Only Christ has the authority to forgive our sins. As we have shared, um, we bring all kinds of needs to the Lord. But all we need is a deeper need, the forgiveness of sins. So let's talk about what sin is. Sin here is used as pronoun, it's sins. Um, there are different meanings. If you read the book of Romans, sin is always singular. That means the power of the sin. But here we are dealing with sins, the different kinds of sins that Jesus forgives us through faith before we come up. Uh, we come before him through faith. Sin is what affects our relationship with the Lord and with each other. Sin is the root of all problems, all conflicts, and all the sufferings and diseases. And the problem of our body and our soul, our spirit, are rooted in sin. So let me ask you a question. Would you think the forgiveness of sin is what we need the most if we see sin is the root of the whole problems? And when Jesus said that he has authority to forgive sins, he is saying, I am the only way that your sins can be forgiven. That authority Jesus is talking about, it's the given authority, the given privilege from God. Here is John Calvin's legal term of authority and for forgiveness. That only God through Christ has authority to cancel our debts of sins and declare our sinless and righteousness state before the Lord. Only Jesus has that authority. I'm not sure if how many of you here are the first, you are the first time to hear the message of sin, or you didn't know Jesus yet, or you have been coming to the church. Especially if you are the first time hearing the message of sin, here is the good news. The assurance and the essence of the gospel is that through faith, Jesus forgives all our sins. This is the good news and assurance of 2019, the end of 2019. If you have not received that assurance, if, not, if you have not received that faith, I strongly encourage you to think about that and talk to someone sitting next to you after the service to be assured that our sins are forgiven through faith. So when I look back 2019, I think of the sins that I maybe consciously or unconsciously did. 
Our sins include our failure to trust God. That is sin. Our sins include our failure to live for life crisis for us. That you are asking something less than God wants to give you. Our sins include our dependence on ourselves. We don't want to rely on God. We want to depend on ourselves. Our sins include our tendency to run our own lives. That we don't want to wait upon God. We want to run our own lives. And our sin includes our impatience in waiting upon the Lord. We don't want God's timing. We want our timing. Our sins include our complaint because of distrust. That we complain a lot. We put complaint before God. Um, even the things uh, not happen, we just keep complaining and complaining. Our sins include our quick temper because God did not answer our prayers on time. So when you look at two, back at 2019, I thought those are the sins or um, the four shortings that I fall short of God's glory. We all experienced all those times in the past year. When we look back and reflect in the last year, please be assured, your failure to trust the Lord, your failure to live full life, the crisis for us, your dependence of yourself, your impatience in waiting upon the Lord, your complaint because of distrust, your quick temper because God did not answer your prayer, are all forgiven if you receive that in Christ and you have the assurance. Please be assured our sins are forgiven. This is what we need to hear in the end of 2019. So this is good news. So this good news is not only for the good news of the gospel of forgiveness of sin. It's not only for non-believers. It's for all of us, the children of God. I suggest we do two things together. First, um, we know only Christ has authority to forgive sins. Second, I suggest that in the end of 2019 and beginning of 2000, uh, 2020, we need to hear the gospel over and over again. The essence of the gospel is the forgiveness of sins. It is Jesus forgives our sins through faith. We need to remind us to hear the gospel over and over again. Always preach this gospel to yourself. Always preach the forgiveness of sin to yourself. We don't only listen to the news of the gospel once. We listen to the news of gospel over and over and over again. There is a book called Gospel Center Life. How many of you have read that book, Gospel Center Life? When you look back this year, I challenge you to think about the following questions. The idea of the Gospel Center Life that we need to preach the forgiveness of sins over and over again in our life is shown in the next picture. From the time of our conversion, our growing of awareness of God's holiness should increase. That the more you know God, the more you sense and you know that God is holy. And the more you know God, you know God's, you, you, should, be a more, you should be more aware of God's holiness. And when we grow um, in Christ, we should be more awareness of our flesh and sinfulness. That it doesn't mean that we sin that we see more. It's just that you have that sense of awareness that we are really sinful, that we need Jesus all the time. We need Jesus to help us all the time. This is the cross heart chart to 
to help us to preach the gospel of forgiveness of sins over and over again when you go into 2020? There are some questions we can think. So when we grow awareness, when we grow uh, awareness of God's um, holiness, and we also grow in our awareness of our selfish and sinfulness, there is a huge gap in between, and only cross can amend that huge gap, not our work. So the portion and the cross in our life should become bigger and bigger and bigger. That means every day in your life, we should need to know more Jesus, and we need Jesus more and more and more. If you find your cross is shrinking to a point that cross is just this little, we need to grow that because we need to have the cross bigger and bigger as we grow in our lives, as we grow in Christ. So here are some questions that we can think together. Did you grow in awareness of God's holiness over the past year? <laughs> Did you grow in awareness of, of your flesh and sinfulness? Did you more did you more need more of Jesus and spending more time with him? When you look back, did you find yourself trying to pretend and perform like a Christian? That I'm Christian, so I have to do that. Do you find yourself less judgmental and more gracious to others? Did you find yourself quick to repent? And your repentance is motivated by godly sorrow or not selfish regret. It's not. It's um, by godly sorrow and not selfish regrets. So as we think about this, as we look back at 2019, as we know the essence of the gospel is the forgiveness of sin, I want, you, I want to challenge you to think about those questions. In the past year, did you grow in awareness of God's holiness? Did you know God more? Did you grow in awareness of your flesh and sinfulness? You feel that we are really falling short of God. Do you need more of Jesus and spend time, more time with him? Is that what you want? Do you find yourself trying to pretend and perform like a Christian? That in the past year, you, because I'm a Christian, so I have to do this, I have to do that. Because like pretending and performing. Or did you find yourself less judgmental and more gracious to, the, to others? Did you find yourself quick to repent and your repentance is motivated? by godly sorrows, not selfish regret. Second thing is, are you always enjoying and rejoicing such freedom of forgiveness of sin over physical healings and material blessings? Because the forgiveness of sin is what we need. It's a deeper healing. As I said, <clears throat> for me, um, there is one thing that bothers me so much in the past year then, that I feel that Oh, I ask in my prayer time or sometimes when I think that it's just that thing. Um, and as I say, when you have that big thing in front of you, you seem to forget enjoy and rejoicing in the freedom of forgiveness. Um, I ask for the material blessing so desperately that I forgot the essence of gospel. It's the forgiveness of sins. And... All my um, impatience, disobedience, destruct all kinds of sins that I need to deal with. And I thank God for his promises and his assurance today that despite of this, when I look back, I can be assured through faith, I can learn from those sins and those failures and my sins are forgiven. So we can go on.
Lastly, I want to share with you a um, story um, to end the sermon. As we think about the forgiveness of sin over this of uh, physical healings or over our material blessings, I came across a, a, a lady called Joni Erickson. How many of you know? Um, maybe some of you know her. Yeah. Um, he ha- uh, she has cultural plagia that she cannot move because of the accident. And the other day she was sharing a story that they went to the Holy Land, to the Israel, to visit um, the old Jerusalem. So when they all came to the old Jerusalem, everybody was so happy. And guess what they saw? They saw the pool of Bethesda. So if you are familiar with the pool of Bethesda, that Jesus healed a, paraly- a paralytic woman there for paralytic woman for 46 years there. So he said every, she said that everyone's so happy. So everyone was rushing into the pool of Bethesda and she was left alone there because everyone was very happy rushing there. And she said, in the old Jerusalem, near the pool of Bethesda, when I stood there alone with my Savior, you can't believe how many times and how many nights I have prayed to my Savior for a physical healing. Over years, I'm still paralyzed, but I praise my Lord for not hearing my prayer because he has purged so much out of me. I learned to trust in God's timing. I learned to wait patiently. I learned to put my complaints behind. I learned to be compassionate toward others. And I learned to enjoy the freedom of the forgiveness of sins. That is a deeper healing and a deeper need for every one of us. I pray this will be our reflection of 2019 when we look back. When we stood there along with our Savior, <clears throat> maybe we can't believe how many nights and prayers that we have prayed to God that he did not answer. But we are thankful that we are still asking God to, to answer our prayer. And we praise the Lord for not hearing our prayer because it's purged so much out of us. We learn to trust in God's timing. We learn to wait patiently. We learn to put our complaints behind. We learn to be compassionate toward others. And we learn to enjoy the freedom of forgiveness of sins so we can go on to 2020. That is a deeper healing and need for all of us. So this is the last week of 2019. We should celebrate. We should be excited. And at the same time, we need to go back and reflect what our deeper needs and what we, what we really need. That is the assurance of the forgiveness of sin through faith in Christ. Let's pray. <clears throat> Father, we thank you for the word of assurance once again. That as we bring all our needs before you, you did not just answer our prayers, you want us to see a deeper healing, a deeper need for all of us, that is the forgiveness of sins. I pray for those who are here for the first time or have not yet heard the gospel of the good news, the forgiveness of sin. We pray that you will speak to their hearts. We pray that in this very day or next year, they will grow to know you and they will receive you as their savior. We pray for um, each one of us who are brothers and sisters in Christ. 
as we look back, let us um, be aware of your holiness. Let us um, preach the gospel uh, over and over again to ourselves so we can be assured and we can enjoy and we can rejoice in the freedom of the forgive, forgiveness of sin that you have given us. We thank you for your word, your assurance. As we walk on, um, let us be thankful, give you all the thanks and all the glory. We pray in Jesus' name. Thank you, Johnson. Woo! Thank you. Um, we stand um, with this last song of worship. Um, and as we sing this, let's yeah, think about what Johnson said in the end of 2019. Um, the song is All Glory Be to Christ. And um, yeah, may all that we do really be for the glory of Christ. builder 
Father, we thank you for this day as we celebrate the last day of 2019. May the, Christ, may the love of Jesus Christ and the fellowship and Holy Spirit and the love of the Father be with you all from now and forever. You may be dismissed. <laughs> <laughs>